today we are talking to a lady who's recovering our families. We can't change the past, but together we can change their future. Zena Shembury is a counsellor, international author, a co-founder of The Ark. Zena uses her past that has given her motivation to protect children, create change in the mindset of society, and to see families restored. G'day, Zena. How are you going? Hey, good, thank you. Hey, thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it and uh, for making the time uh, because you're up in Queensland, aren't you? Yes, much warmer than it is down there, I'm well, sure. It has. We've had a, a nippy week, that's for sure. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, I just wonder whether we'd be able to start by uh, finding out a little bit about how you've uh, started this not-for-profit organisation called The Ark. Yes, yeah, so um, I was in a 15-year domestic violent relationship in the UK Um, And during that time, we had four children. And when I left him, you know, the most dangerous time for a woman is leaving a controlling relationship or or a violent relationship. Because when they're losing control, they will lash out. You don't know what the outcome is going to be. And when I eventually did have the courage to leave, the fear of staying with him was greater than the fear of the unknown of leaving him, the unknown of how I was going to cope, how I was going to bring up four children on my own, you know, all the general fears that you have. When when that fear of just staying with this man just became overbearing, I was able then to make a decision to leave. And it was shortly after that I met my now husband and I discovered once we got married that my four children had then been sexually abused by my ex-husband since I left. Oh, hell. And that, uh, was, that was after you left? It was after I left, oh, yeah. Gee, yeah. Now, we were in the UK at the time, and what we discovered was there was very little for the families holistically to get any help. Yep. There was stuff for the children, which was great, and they needed it. But for us, we felt overwhelmed by so many different emotions, and we didn't know if that was normal. We didn't know if... The children's behaviour was normal. We we had no idea. And so we quickly realised that there was a need in the community for, um, for help for families, support for families. Um, so I just threw up a website and didn't really think much more of it. And we couldn't believe the response we got. We got people from all over the world contacting us. When we came back, my husband now, my now husband is Australian, and when we came back to Queensland, um, he adopted my four children. My ex-husband went to prison, and uh, we decided to come back and start afresh and give our family a chance to heal. And um, so we came over here, and we quickly realized that it was quite similar over here. There was very little for the family holistically. And so... We started at the Ark, and it was very much a ambulance at the bottom. Let's go in and help and support. But since then, it has now changed to education, equipping, empowering, and our prevention programs. That's where my passion is in the prevention, because yeah, for yeah. me, 
obviously the stats in this country in any country is just way more than what they should be yeah and um, i used to uh, Zena, i used to be in manufacturing so uh, you know safety was a very big part of that and you know we always talked about getting to the lead indicators or getting to the prevention of the risk understanding the risk and and educating yeah. people on the risk so that you prevent it then down the track and that's the best that's place right. so it doesn't even happen at all isn't it but that's right and and, it, and it's really hard because it's changing a culture changing a mindset of the of the way we talk we or where we don't talk about it because often we don't talk about it. We our awareness day, which is coming up in child protection week, is called Make a Noise Day. For the reason of is we keep it so quiet. Nobody wants to talk about it. And the shame of the perpetrator actually becomes the shame of the victim. And and that's not the way it should be. It is not the survivor's fault. It is definitely the perpetrator's fault. And that's where the blame should fully be. And um I say that you know, the currency of an offender is silence. Yeah. So if we can stop breaking that silence down, we can start creating a bankruptcy for them and yeah. there's nowhere there for them to hide. And the other part is, you know, if others are talking to each other, then they probably do feel more comfortable you know, to leave that situation because then That's they understand right. it more. And, you know, I hear here um, in Australia that, you know, sometimes it can take seven times for a lady or a man to try and leave a, a situation where they're at yep, risk. Absolutely. Yep. And, and, so, and that's a really good point. It's not just ladies. No. no. We do focus on ladies. I'm, I'm a lady, and I obviously have a heart for that, where, you, know, you know, ladies, and, and, and I understand that. But I also understand that one in six men are emotionally abused by a woman. Yeah, right. So that Or can be emotionally tough, abused in a relationship. Yeah, yep. And like you say, it's that uh, worry of what the future may have or or who you go and see perhaps or yep. where do you go that keeps yep. people sort of staying where they are. And I suppose also, you know, they get pressure from the other partners trying to pull them back into the relationship yep, or, oh, look after you now, I'm sorry, and all those sort of things, I suppose. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And put on the tears. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and and I also think that for a man it's even harder in some ways because they've got the stigma um, and they hold on to that quite considerably too. Um, a lady, you know, it, it, people feel sorry for women that have been in domestic violent relationships or have been sexually abused, but for a man, there doesn't seem to be the same empathy, so, or at least that's the perception for yeah, a man. Yeah, yeah. So you go out and do these seminars and things like that now that uh, help people you know, with the education and, and perhaps the how-tos and what to do? Yeah, so um, most of our workshops are called, well, they're all called one in five because one in five children will be sexually abused before they're 18. And and they equip organisations to um, just understand what abuse is, what to do if you suspect, what to do with disclosures. And talk. I talk about the grooming process. I talk about how do we protect children. You know, I throw it all in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's good. And 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 I just talk about it because that's what needs to happen. Yeah, and I hear also that you're an official provider for the Queensland Police as well for referrals and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the police refer to us, and um, yeah, we've we've got quite a few 
police referrals coming in. Yeah, well, that's good. And here in South Australia, they've just brought out a, uh, a scheme now that you can actually go and check on your partner and get a report if they've had any history before, which is... Uh, I know, how good is that? Yeah, that's a beauty because that's exactly what you're talking about. You you can find out if there's a risk there before you know, you're too far into that relationship or that's right. you do have some concerns, I suppose. That's right. I just think that's a great initiative. Yeah, yep. And so life's a lot better for you now, I suppose, uh, with a new partner and away from that type of relationship. How long did you say you are in that relationship for? 15 years. Yeah, right. And was it, uh, you know, like that for all that time or did it just sort of turn that way towards the end? Oh, pretty much. I didn't recognise it and you don't expect to be in that kind of relationship. And, and it, it's not even... I suppose it was only a couple of years ago I actually realised that, oh my gosh, I was in a domestic violent relationship. Before that, I would say things like, oh yeah, he abused me. Yeah, he, he was controlling. Um, but I didn't kind of connect yeah. all the dots, you know, um, because probably I didn't want to admit it to myself. You know, how did I get myself in this position yeah. and stay in it for so long? You know, but that is what happens. Yeah, and like if someone's in that situation now and they want to get out of it or whatever and you say, where do they go? Is there places around now, does Queensland have places where they can go and seek help or, or get assistance in making that change? Now, what I suggest to people is make a plan. The, first, the best thing to do is make a plan. Make a plan of how you're going to leave, how you're going to do it, and in a in a way that will protect you and your family. And then do it don't discuss it with many people because you don't want it getting back to the um partner um and then so you've got things in place and then you can just go and do it Uh, there are places refuges are very scarce um it's very hard there is for the amount of of domestic violent relationships then it is very hard to find the right number of places but if you can get a plan ready you know start saving money you don't have to be in a quick process unless you think you're in real in danger grave danger yeah of yep. course then that's completely different i was actually going to say nine 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 then <laughs> 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 Went back to my the, english day <laughs> no the triple triple o here in australia isn't it? Triple o. that's right triple o. i hey. have been here for nearly 10 years yeah. Have no better. <laughs> uh, yeah but those things stick with us don't they hey um when you when you talk about a plan there's things like uh, in there might be what to where, where you're going to go um, how are you going to get uh, some funding to be able to do those things? Yep. All those, yeah, all those things. Who are all people around things. to help support you, perhaps? Yep. 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 And who who, um, who are go-to people to, to help you? Exactly right. Right. Exactly right. All those things. Yep. And uh, any other things that you think, you know, are required? I think putting some money aside. And, and it's yep. quite difficult to do that because quite often you are financially bound as well. There's a, there's a lot of financial control. Yep. But if you speak to people like Centrelink, banks, and places like that, there are other options. Right. There are banks that will separate you from his account and help you with trying to organise different things for you. So it's worth just going into these organisations, finding someone who'll go with you, and just phoning up Centrelink and find out what your options are. I don't know if there are different options in different states, but... Because that's just probably one of the main reasons why we stay with them. 
Yeah, yep. And down here we have a domestic violent group and the phone numbers, and I'll grab yep, that. So and do we up here? The, the show. Yeah. So I suppose they're there to call and and seek uh, some support and and yep. direction there as well, if if needed. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're talking about perhaps leaving if you're at risk or whatever, but you mentioned also about children at risk or being sexually abused and you want to protect them might be the best thing to move out of the situation altogether as there well. Is, there is a lot of studies now to show that there is a high connection between being in a domestic violent relationship and your children being sexually abused. Right. Um, so, you know, not to scare people at all, but it's something to be aware of. Yep. And I think as well, you know, for me... I've written three books for child protection, and I've also written my story called Broken to Be Beautiful, so four books. Right. But the, my three books called Brave Little Bear is a series, um, and it's a, it's a great resource, and it's now in 13 countries. Right. Very good. Uh, thank you. Yeah, uh, well done. I've because <laughs> I, I had I had heard about Brave Little Bear and it, and they talk about it being an excellent tool not just for people, parents, or educators, but also psychologists and counsellors as well. Yes. Yes. So um, they've they've a three books in the series. So the first book is for three to seven year olds. The next one is for six to uh, twelve year olds. So the first one just gently introduces self protective behaviours. It gently introduces his story, who he is, what he's been through, and it, and you know what? Some parents think, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't want to scare my kids. Kids aren't scared by this because yep. it is gently written. Um, and kids understand what's going on. They're not scared by it. They're not frightened by it. But they are able to have that awkward. It opens up for those awkward conversations and makes them a lot more comfortable. And um, book two, as I said, is for six to 12, 13-year-olds. It talks about online safety, fear feelings, body consent, the difference between secrets and surprises, and a whole lot more. And then there's book three, which is to adults. So it's Brave Little Bear writing a brave letter to adults. Oh, right. And um, to safe bears and saying what they need. And it reinforces the message in book two. Right, okay. You know, yep. and, and it also has at the end 10 tips of protecting children and what to do if you, if you suspect abuse. So it's a really great resource. And I have a big vision now. I want to see a set of these in every primary school in Australia actually in every primary classroom in Australia. And like you said, some parents might feel like, oh, it might be a little bit daunting for kids to, to read this or whatever, but it's written in the right way, which I suppose, like you said, gives kids the, the skills to be able to self-protect or get That's help right. or whatever. and to open up and to have those discussions so you, so you can then equip your children with behaviour so they understand, okay, you know, um, if... If someone touches you where you and you feel uncomfortable with it, it's fine for you to say no. You don't have to go and sit on Santa's knee at Christmas if you don't want to. Give them a high five. Yeah, you yep, know. Yep. If if you don't want to kiss Grandma or Nanny, you know we we're, we're so insistent. Don't be rude. Go and give them a hug and a kiss. But if they're feeling uncomfortable, they have a right. Their body is theirs, and they have a right to say, "Actually, I'm learning about body consent." I'm, I don't want to, but I'll give you a high five. Yeah, yeah. And when we say children, like, you know, because there's all different sort of scenarios. We hear certain things are under 15 and some are 16 to drive here in South Australia and some it's 18 to, to drink or be in a pub with a, a guardian yeah. and things like that. When you say children, what, what are you talking about in the way of ages there? With Brave Little Bear, it's 
12 to 13 is the maximum for Brave Little Bear in, in the second book. Yep. I haven't done a resource yet for teenagers, which I... I don't know. Watch this space. Yeah, yeah. Look out, and and you talk. <laughs> it may happen. Yeah, yeah. And I, uh, I know you mentioned that common ages for abuse, you know, can begin at you know even the age of nine years old, which I find it not only hard to fathom that it's that age, but even of your own children. I just, I just can't quite get that in my mind. That one, you know. I suppose at least here you're giving the kids the the skills to be able to talk up about it and uh, right. open That's up right. and, and do those I mean, things. I, I believe that. When your child, doesn't matter how much you try and protect and um, look after your children, things do happen. Yeah. And, you know, as soon as your child is out of your vision, you don't know what's going to happen. In fact, I was abused at 13 by a family friend, and right. it, it actually happened in front of my mom and dad. Oh, but oh. they would never have known because the grooming process is, so well that they would never I mean it wasn't obvious in front of them right but but that's how easily it can just um, happen and and if we can be aware of it yep. we can put safeguards in place and obviously prevention is better oh, than yeah, sure. having to mop up after all of that broken broken children and broken adults yeah and now you know you've made that change and you've got a, a new partner and he's taken on your kids four of them were they yep. all to your previous partner yes yeah yeah yep. oh that's great of him to to do that and obviously you're in a very happy relationship now and and i think the two of you go around doing some of these talks and stuff with uh, groups and that around the place and that's right we both um have this as a passion you know we we want to protect children we we want to be there for families it, it's something that we do together. Yeah, yep. Oh, fantastic. And do you travel around? I know you're in Queensland, but you travel around all different communities helping and supporting with this work? Oh, all over the place. I've I've been to Sydney, Newcastle, Melbourne. Excellent. I know you're coming to our community soon. We've been all over the place and even Indonesia, Fiji and to the UK, you know. Yeah, right. You know, you, we talked about Brave Little Bear being one of your books. What are what are the other books that you do have? So the Brave Little Bear is a three book series. Yep. So oh, um, yeah, those yep. are obviously the three books there. And then I have my own personal story, which is the story behind Brave Little Bear. It's called Broken to Be Beautiful: The Forging of a Warrior. Yeah, good on you. Dean is the warrior talking to us right now. That's right. Yep. It's lent itself to it, really. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. I'd really like to thank you very much for making the time. Is there anything, if anyone's listening and they are in a relationship where there is domestic violence or their children are at risk, you know, is there one thing you'd say to do initially, like just to, to make that change? The biggest thing is protect yourself and protect your children, not by staying in the relationship, Yep. but making a plan to get out of the relationship. Yeah, good one. And have that plan and get all those things in place so you don't feel yep. like you're in that situation where you have to go back into it again, I suppose. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yep. So, Zena, from this, I suppose there's a lot of mental health issues that can uh, come from this. People get anxious or even depressed on how you know to get out of it or even perhaps even afterwards those things can linger on for a while after. That's right. Um, there's a lot of PTSD that surrounds domestic violence, sexual abuse. Even if a child was abused as a child, but as an adult, they're still struggling with the effects of that, trying to come to terms with it. You know, there is so much there. And, and having flashbacks and 
um, I know for me personally, I suffer quite considerably with nightmares. Yeah, right. And um, when something has triggered me, yep. um, I can quite often just go back into having quite a lot of nightmares for yep. a period of time until I've I've kind of sorted my mental state out again. And, and, and we can do that in lots of different ways, you know, grounding exercises, breathing exercises, um, taking some self-care days and... And even a bit of exercise. Looking after our mental health. Yeah, a bit of exercise and clearing the head and things like that, I suppose, are all good for that. I try and avoid exercise as much as possible. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I find, uh, you know, that through some mental health issues I went through that uh, the exercise probably one of the best things. I felt so much better afterwards, even though I didn't want to do it. But uh, yeah, when, no, you're, when I get you're back, very I right. so much it, it better. It definitely helps. Yeah, and I used to love just walking out in, in the, or still do, in the uh, nature. Just in nature for 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, that's um, right. The studies of, you know, just going out for, for a 10-minute walk around the block or a half an hour walk or, you know, an hour walk, the benefits are just incredible. Yeah, unbelievable, which is uh, which is great. So thank you for that. Hey, Zena, thank you so much. We really appreciate you uh, joining us and, and being so open and sharing uh, about you yourself as well. And it's great that uh, with these experiences, you know, like yourself, that are now educating and helping others with your knowledge, you know, find ways to uh, not be in that situation or get out of those situations. So thank you for that. My pleasure. So if you're looking for support in the way of domestic violence, give Centrecare Limestone Coast Domestic Violence Service a call on 8303 or phone 1800 RESPECT. And if you are having any mental health issues, please get yourself to your GP or give the mental health triage a call on 13 14 65. Or if yourself or somebody else is in immediate danger, call triple O.